This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Boy, big old show today. Um... Mary Kiss Kill. Is that is that really what we're calling it these days? Also, let's take a look at some dates. Huh? So I'm going to be around. Big weekend this weekend we had with Jonathan Kite out in Beverly, Massachusetts. Thank you so much to Off Cabot Comedy. Man, what a room. Great staff. Fun place. Awesome crowds. Uh, get into that in just a second. This weekend, March 1st through 2nd, Looney's in Colorado Springs. I'll be there with Comedian Tricks. Also, March 9th, Mike's Pub. Uh, going back to my hometown, Hibbing, Minnesota. Uh, March 14th through the 16th, Denver Comedy Works, again with Tricks. March 21st, Barrel of Monks Brewing in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm headlining that show. March 22nd, 23rd, West Palm Beach Kennel Club with Adam Carolla. And April 29th, excuse me, April 19th through the 20th, the Den Theater, Chicago, Adam Carolla, four shows, hands down what I think to be the most beautiful theater in the Midwest. Check it out, all the dates. RudyPovichComedy.com. Also, this week, dropping tomorrow, I'm going to be the special guest on Chilling with Ice. That is Lori Fetrick from American Gladiators. She is uh, she was Ice on the show. You probably remember from the 80s and 90s. Fun time. She's a total great hang. That podcast is dropping tomorrow. And then March 6th, Joke Roulette, House of Comedy, Mall of America. Audience gives a word. Comedians riff on that word for 10 minutes. Fun time. Is there a great possibility you can watch people eat some shit on stage? Yeah, that's the fun of this. So go ahead and uh, hit it up, houseofcomedy.net. What's going on, Chrissy? How are you? Hi, Mira. What's happening? Uh, Who else we got? What's happening, dude? Uh, What's up, Manny? How are you, man? Good times, everybody. Good times. Great oldies. Just got back from Beverly, Massachusetts. I wasn't a huge fan of living on the East Coast. New Hampshire was difficult, to say the least. And so much so in a way that was, what's the best way to describe this? Um, It was difficult because, first off, I was 23 years old and going through some awful shit with with an ex-girlfriend of mine. I was far away from my family. And I don't know if you guys know this, Easterners... mm, not very welcoming. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, Mira, hey Rudy, hollered when I heard the change of heart on the last episode. What did I say? You'd have to remind me exactly what it is that I said. What's up, Sally? How are you? Nice to see you. Um, got to Beverly, Massachusetts. The man, the the Uber drivers in that city are reckless, have absolutely no regard for your safety, for theirs, or the drivers around them. Jesus Christ. It's like some of these guys, is this the first day you've driven? Did somebody just hand you a license in a car and just said, here you go, go make a few bucks. I know you have no idea where you're going. Oh, Mira said you're back. Yeah, no, um, I'm going to try to do this consistently from here on out. I love doing it every day. 
I decided to sign on with a company that told me I wasn't allowed to do it. And I'm not sure if by law I'm still able to or not, but whatever. (laughs) Who knows? Who gives a shit? Uh, Mira, you missed us and life wasn't the same. Your life is empty without the gang. Something like that. Yeah, it is a little empty without it. You know? I have realized that at 43, I am most driven by, not by money, but mostly by end of product. What is it that is going to, the outcome on the outside of this endeavor, what is that going to look like? That's the thing that really gets me rolling. And I'm not necessarily too worried about where the money comes from, how we're going to pay for shit. You just, that stuff, you'll figure it out. It is more about what sort of legacy, what sort of museum are you going to leave? That's the thing that I think more people should get involved with and worry more about that. You know, I was kind of having a thought the other day on, on the plane ride out to Boston. And I love the fact, like, I had a comic recently. I don't need to get into details about it, but I've had to recently kick somebody out of my life and just told this person we, we can no longer be friends. I'm sorry. We've known each other for 15 years. We've been through thick and thin. And a lot of our careers have paralleled, both of our careers have paralleled each other for moments. But at this point, I just, I need you out of my life. And I just, I, I just told this person, sorry, we're done. And one of the things that they were very insulting. And I get that a drunk mind is the megaphone to a sober heart. But you get a couple of drinks and you sometimes you do have to reel it in. And this person was very insulting and was texting just some wild accusations and shit at me. And I just went, okay, we're done. I, I, we can never, ever, ever have this conversation ever again. And I can never have a conversation with you ever again. So we're done. We're good. Thank you. And on my way out to Boston, I was thinking about why it is that we do a lot of the things that we do. And for, I I imagine that a lot of us that are in comedy or music or art or whatever it is that that thing that you are trying to achieve, a lot of it is you need that validation. A lot of that, we have found this big vessel of validation that is social media. And I'm not a huge fan of trying to beat the system when it comes to this stuff. I don't really give a shit if, you know, I don't care about like how many likes things get. I don't care that somebody shared it. I don't care that a certain person of high stature liked my Instagram post. Who cares? That stuff is not important. What is important is fulfilling that creative outlet. That's the thing to me that I think you should definitely sink your teeth into. That is the thing that whatever that is that you are trying to accomplish, fulfill it. Whether it's that sharing of a message. You know, I have a friend of mine who is a like a, a health and wellness expert, and she has been for a long time. And she is somebody, that, and I know there's a lot of people that sort of come in and out of that realm, but she's been at it for a long time. She's an OG, and she is somebody that I 1,000% trust and would say, hi, Shelly, how are you? What's up, Eric? Nice to see you. I would say that a lot of these people are folks that, uh, are just bullshitters, but she's not. She is one, and she has said many times, like, don't, don't do things because it think you think it pushes you up, up the ladder a little bit. Think, think of things, do things that help push you creatively. 
Don't worry about the stature. Don't worry about the numbers. Just do the things that you love, and eventually the people who love those things will find you, and they will clamor on, and then you guys can share in this little creative community together. And that's really, like, what it all boils down to. You know, oh, you better not post crowd clips. People are tired of crowd clips. Oh, you better not post actual jokes because you're going to burn material. None of that shit matters. None of it. Now, I get when you're Chris Rock and you got a special that's worth millions of dollars that Netflix wants to sell. You don't want your shit out there. But for the rest of us, just post Just goddamn post whatever it is you're going to post and enjoy yourself. Who gives a shit? None of it matters. Don't you guys realize that? None of it matters. My God. I'm getting a phone call. I am. God damn it. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that is, uh, that is for the most part, um, what I was thinking about over the weekend and just, you know, really trying to hammer down and think about the things that do bring us joy and why it is that we do them. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Greg Fitzsimmons the other day, one of my favorite comedians, and he was talking about how, man, it's just so difficult for people to, um, it's a word I'm looking for. Like younger comics, you know, it's very difficult for people to see the long game and what you have to do to be able to achieve that. So many people just want to play it close or play it easy. They want to play it safe. They want to stick around house, stick around the house. They don't want to go out and actually do the things that really make that happen. Like I think about some of the people that I started comedy with. 15 years ago and every now and again you'll get a guy like a brian miller or a tommy ryman guys that i was starting a little bit after they were but they'll post like hey today's my you know 19th comedy anniversary and they'll post a list from acme comedy company of that open mic that night and i'll see my name on there and then i'll see tommy's name and i'll see brian and then i might see mary mack and i might see a tim harmston but there are 23 other names on that list that I either do not recognize or are not in comedy anymore. <laughs> and that's always the thing that makes me laugh about, about this is, you know, there is honestly, there really is a, there was a study that was done that people spend on average, the average amount of time for a porn star is like three years four months and 22 days but the average amount of time for a stand-up comedian is like two years 11 months and six days so people are willing to get fucked on camera longer (laughs) than they are to stand up in front of a group of people and tell goddamn jokes it's ridiculous what's up md how are you hey kimberly what's happening good set the other night saw kimberly at uh uh, where the hell were we? Where were we? House of Comedy. Great time. Speaking of, March 6th, if you're just hopping in, March 6th, Joke Roulette. Buy your tickets, rudypovichcomedy.com or go to uh, houseofcomedy.net. Okay, a couple of things I wanted to get to before uh, before we move on to anything else. Uh, first off, I don't know if you guys have known, I'm a little bit of a Swifty. Not a big Swifty. I like, listen, I don't, I'm not one of these like weird dads who's like into making bracelets with my daughter now. Like That's what we do. We make bracelets together. We're both Swifties. No, listen, I enjoy Taylor Swift. I've always liked Taylor Swift. thought she was a great business person. thought that she was a, a very talented singer-songwriter. Other than that, I don't really give a shit about all the other stuff. I don't care about who she's dating. I don't give a shit that they show her at 
the the Chiefs game. I don't care about any of that stuff. It doesn't. My mortgage does not go down because Taylor Swift gets more FaceTime on NBC. Who cares? Stop complaining about it. But the thing that I actually did find to be quite funny is when she was starting to date Travis Kelsey. Because this guy has definitely had a reputation. And she's kind of always been like a big, a big, you know, uh, proponent of the, hey, man, you know, girl power. You know, we got to take down the patriarchy. We got to, you know, but, but Travis Kelsey's definitely been a dude who's been probably a little bit of a misogynist. I mean, he was on a show where basically he was banging Instagram models and quote unquote looking for love. So a piece of audio resurfaced the other day, which I laughed about. And this is uh, this is him. It's an old video from back in 2016 where somebody asked him, kill, Mary kiss. Come on, we guys, we all know what it's really called. I hate that. Kill, Mary kiss. And uh, Taylor Swift is one of the people that is actually on the list of people that he has to choose from. Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Katy Perry. Kill, Mary kiss. Damn, that's <laughs> messed up. I don't want to kill any of them. <laughs> well, you uh, know, um, it's just the game. Uh, just a game. Uh, it's going to be harder kill. to find real love. So you got to play yeah. this game. right? What is it, kill? Ariana is okay. kill, <laughs> okay. unfortunately. Love you, but you're gone. And then uh, Taylor Swift would be the kiss. Mm-hmm. Katy Perry would Mary. be the yeah. Okay, that's that is the beauty of kill Mary kiss. It's ridiculous. Fuck Mary kill. Come on, you idiots. Knock it off. Kill Mary kiss. Knock it off. Um, the thing that I love the most about that game is it really is a Sophie's choice. That is man, because either which way, all three options are kind of viable and the kill part is the one that has to hurt you the most because even though you would never you know disregard any of these people in your real life they are the lowest on your totem pole (laughs) you know i mean ariana taylor katie all right uh all three incredibly talented all three very good looking all three very rich which one do you go with i would say if this was me in travis kelsey's shoes which, by the way, I could use them as a goddamn rowboat. He's a massive man. What's up, Andrea? How are you? Um, I would say if that was me in that predicament, I would have to say, first off, you marry Taylor Swift because uh, she's a sweetheart. She's nice. People dig her. She's rich. Great singer-songwriter. Seems to be funny. She could help you build your business. I mean, dude, she's been sticking it to the industry now for a decade and a half. She's got some insight. Katy Perry. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I you know what though? You'd have to, you know what though? You'd have to kill Ariana because she had sex with Pete Davidson. And I don't know what type of scab would end up covering your <laughs> covering you after you had sex with her. Because who knows where Pete Davidson has been? I would say Katy Perry's gotta be in the middle there. Because I I, I just First of all, I don't find her to be very interesting, and I don't find her to say anything of value. She goes up on American Idol, which I haven't watched in decades, but she gets on there and basically says nothing to the camera. And you go, okay, well, at least she's playing the role correctly. I think about that with Larry the Cable Guy. At least Dan is playing the role correctly. So is she. I did see her live. I took my daughter to go see Katy Perry live. Hell of a show. Came out, had the whipped cream 
giant cone, whipped cream bra, the whole nine. Good show. I got to say, great show. I was actually very impressed with it. But I have seen Taylor Swift twice. I haven't seen her like when she became an arena, like a stadium act. I saw her as an arena tour twice. Very good. Great. Never seen Ariana Grande. Got this new Wicked movie coming up. I have no goddamn interest in seeing any of it. I'm just, I'm tired of, uh, we don't need any more. They did this shit. Now, when they first started doing it with Star Wars, I was like, yeah. Now they can get all these stories. And now I'm like, shut the fuck up with Star Wars. It was fun for a while. Like, if anything, the immersive Star Wars is fun. Go to Disney World, do the Smuggler's Run, uh, do the Rise of the Resistance, go to, like, Star Wars Galaxy, go to the cantina, get some drinks, kick it. That stuff's fun. But for the rest of it, dude, if I got, if I never see another Star Wars series ever again, I watched that one with Rosario Dawson, and I just thought, okay, i done with the nerds. We got to be finished. Can't do it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just so gosh dang done. Um yeah. But anyways, what were we talking? Oh yeah, they play the role correctly. And all three of them gals play their roles absolutely the way that it should be played. My biggest issue with all of it is that uh either one would be great in either of those categories. The kiss Mary kill. That's my biggest gripe with it. Throw one in there that you know would you'd want to get rid of. You know, what if they were like Ariana Taylor and Lindsay Lohan? You're like, well, ooh, wait a minute, though. Could you imagine being married to Lindsay Lohan? God damn, I bet she's, I bet, first off, I bet she's a hellcat. And then on top of it, I bet she's, I bet it would just be fun to watch her go through daily life. Like trying to figure out the Keurig. <laughs> just wake up every morning. You make your coffee. Grab yourself uh, a little breakfast and then just tuck that robe over, cross your legs, and just sit at that dinner table and watch Lindsay Lohan try to figure out the cure rig every morning. That would be the best entertainment ever. Get your word a lot of the way, do the New York Times connections, and then try to watch Lindsay Lohan do the goddamn wordle. No, make the cure rig. What are we talking about again? God damn it. It's been a while, you guys. I'm a little rusty. I'm a little rusty. The other thing uh, I wanted to chat about this morning that kind of came down the pike that uh, I was laughing about was, let me find it here. Uh, sometimes I wake up in the morning, put on my new plastic gloves, eat a piece of reheated Salisbury steak with a little slice of love. Oh, Shane Gillis. That's what I wanted to talk about. Shane Gillis on Saturday Night Live. I watched the monologue. Got through the first two skits. The first skit about, you know, Jamaican church. Hilarious. The rest of it, I didn't find it fun. I didn't find that funny. Weekend update was fine. It was okay. It seems like everybody was like, this is like such a monumental moment for comedy. It was fine. It was cool to watch him do seven minutes of monologue. I probably shouldn't be up here, honestly. <laughs> I should be home. I should be a high school football coach. That's what I should be. Like, God molded me perfectly to be a high school football coach slash ninth grade sex education teacher. I actually, I come from a long line of coaches in my family. My, my father is actually a volunteer assistant girls high school basketball coach. <laughs> He's actually here right now. You get him on there? Yeah. There's my dad, the volunteer assistant girls high school basketball coach. I thought it was funny. All right. 
You don't think that's funny to bring my dad here to make fun of him for being a girl's high school basketball coach? All right. <laughs> I thought it was great. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Thought that I, was going to be a big hit here. Uh, I do like when they have a stand-up go up, and like Bill Burr, Chappelle, Gillis. When those guys go, it's funny that nobody made such a big deal out of it when Bill Burr hosted. They just kind of rolled past it like it was enough. But for, you know the reason, I, and I get it that Shane Gillis was on the it was supposed to be on the show, and then he got fired because of cancel culture. Somebody brought up a great point today that said, you, you know, what would be would have been the best move is him reading that email from Saturday Night Live asking if he would host it, and him telling them all to fuck off, and then just posting that email. That would have been the move to do. That would have been far more entertaining than anything else, because it does. Turn the you know it turns the pointer finger back to everybody. All these idiots with the you know cultural cancel culture bullshit, taking away people's jobs and rights to work. And also, it kind of proved that hey man, this it was all garbage because everybody that you quote unquote canceled is either battled their way back or their audiences would not allow them to be canceled. Shane Gillis had absolutely no problem becoming one of the biggest standups on the planet right now, <laughs> and. It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't like he, you know, uh, this, this, you know, uh, terrible audio and video surface from this podcast. And now he's done. Now he's working at a, a sip and save. No, EB went on to become one of the biggest comics of all time. Uh, Louis CK right back there selling out Madison square garden. Uh, it's tough to be cancelable nowadays. If you have an audience, those people will not allow you to leave. Which is, hey man, I, I'm down. I, I I love that. I love the fact that there are people out there that are 1,000% not allowing. The biggest thing is don't apologize and let your audience speak for you. Just keep your mouth shut. Keep doing what you do. Don't worry about any of that garbage. Move on with it. Like I was telling you guys earlier, I, I had to cut somebody out of my life recently. Done. Cannot. We're just finished. And I'm fine. you have to be fine with that. But you also can't, you can't like let it be a Shane Gillis cannot and which he's never done and luckily but there are some like a Kathy Griffin every now and again will bring up the fact that she was canceled. Okay, well you're back doing a residency in Vegas, so things have worked out. Let's stop talking about you getting canceled ten years ago. Which by the way, if you'd have just told everybody to piss right off, you'd have been fine. There's a lot of people that immediately just like bow down. Oh my God, I'm so. And I'd see it with like, there was a girl from Minneapolis, funny comic, did a joke about, I don't even know what it was, you know, whatever. Gay, trans, non binary hamsters, whatever it was. And she then took it down and said, I'm so sorry that I offended anybody, blah, blah, blah. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. Why would you apologize? Don't apologize. Keep moving forward. That's the problem. Is that there's so many people that after they feel as if they don't apologize and you're done. You're done anyways. So don't apologize. That is like, that's what makes it very difficult. And I'm not like a massive conservative person. I'm not like a huge, I'm not a big MAGA guy. I'm not a Trump guy. I am, I'm on the side of sensibility, which right now seems to be leaning a little more right than it is left. But you can't bring that shit up in Minneapolis. You can't talk about that here. I do a joke when I'm on the road about there's a billboard in downtown Minneapolis about Representative Ilan Omar. Can't do that joke in Minneapolis. First off, uh, you do that joke in Minneapolis, you're done. 
you, the, the, you, you might first off. And here's the thing that I keep telling people that are, there's a few other quote unquote conservative comics. Now I'm not a conservative comic, but compared to everybody else in town, you kind of are. It's like me and like four other people. And I tell these guys this all the time that, you know, because they always say like, well, you can't post any of these jokes. You can't do it. Then I'm not going to get booked. You're not getting booked anyways. So just go out and do whatever the fuck you're going to do and not care what other people think. That's a very, it's a very easy, easy way to do things. I don't understand why. Ah, uh, what's up, Jen? What's up? Adam Ray Beans? Adam Ray Beans. Ray Beans? Ooh, Ray Beans. Ray Beans, delicious. Would you like any black beans? No, I'm going to go with Ray Beans. Thank you very much. I'm going Ray Beans today. Yeah, so anyways. Um, but yeah, Shane Gillis was fine. It was great. I don't think we needed all the fanfare that was online. Listen, he's outstanding. He's a hell of a comic. Dude sells out theaters. He's great. Love him. But let's not forget, there's a lot of other people that work on that show behind the scenes. And in fact, him being on that show helped because a lot of times you get that bump you get that little snl bump not now not right now because right now nobody gives a shit about the show there's nobody on the show that is recognizable or a household name none kate mckinnon was the last one she left she's proven that she cannot hold a her movie on her own <laughs> you know like we haven't seen her do anything you know lady ghostbusters was whatever wasn't that great she was funny in that but other than that, I mean, Barbie, she was great in it. But you can't give Kate McKinnon a full movie. She's great as like a side dish. Shows up as crazy crayon Barbie. That's hilarious. She's great in that role. Like I said, play the role, right? Play the role. Uh, Sally, oh no, are the political jokes on the horizon with the upcoming election? Well, yeah, I imagine the problem is... Usually, like when Trump was about to get elected the first time, there was kind of this like ethos of, oh, my God, if he gets elected, we're going to have so much material. And then he got elected. And then there was so much material. And then he went away. And then, and then there was still so much material about him. We never gave up. It just we just kept our foot on the goddamn gas when it came down to the, the Trump news and the Trump jokes. And now we're sort of in this like weird spot with that guy where I don't understand how he's able to pull this shit off. I mean, you got $350 million settlements coming your way that you got to pay out for, and yet you're still winning primaries? You're still, fuck. How? How? And I made a comment the other day about uh, RFK, which I know people are like, he's an anti-vac, blah, blah, blah. He's not, he's not none of those things. He's just, a, hey, man, um, you should not let the government dictate what you should do with your body. And I'm a big fan of that. And I, and it, I do it across the board, you know? I got friends of mine that are on the left that are like, abortion should be legal, and you must take a vaccine. And I'm like, okay, but is it your body, your choice? Does it work for some and not for for all? Is that how this is going to happen? I'm down, dude. I, listen, I want abortion to be legal. Across the state. That is the best thing that ever happened to people. Nothing will... Deter nothing will detract you from your goal faster than a kid. If you cannot afford that kid and you put one on the planet and you are responsible for it, nothing will steer your ship off course faster. We should have that capability, man. Like if you want to keep poor people poor, you keep making keep letting them make babies. That's what happens. You know, 
Every time I hear the guy who's like, he works down at the car plant. He's got five kids at home. Well, why did he make five kids? I get that minimum wage needs to be raised, but stop making babies. What are you doing, dum-dums? Knock it off. Jesus. Hate all that. I made one baby because one was incredibly expensive. And I went, we're done. No more. I paid a very nice Jewish man to make sure I never make another baby. And I have stuck to that. And I'm going to stick to that. I love living my life. My daughter will be fine. If she wants to make more babies, great. Go ahead. Please not until you're like in your 40s when you are established. Two incomes, one house. That's when you start making babies. Not when you're 17 years old. Not when you're 22. No. Dumb. Stop. You got all this time on the, in the world to make babies later. Do it then. Anyway. Um... Babies are goddamn expensive. That's why one, one and done, I was out. So, forgot where I was going with this. Anyway, like I said, stop making babies. <laughs> You're like, listen, man, I was just on my coffee break at work, and now I'm getting yelled at about making babies that I never made. Yeah, that's where we're at, everybody. Goddamn, listen. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> Dumb, dumb, dumb. All right, you guys. Um, download this podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. A lot of shows coming up. Rudy Povich, comedy.com. If uh, you missed it earlier, I'll be in Colorado Springs this weekend with Tricks, March 9th. Mike's Pub, Hibby, Minnesota, and then March 14th through the 16th. Denver Comedy Works again with Tricks. You can find out all that information that is coming up. Uh, RudyPovichComedy.com. And then tomorrow, dropping a full episode of Chilling with Ice with Lori Fetrick. Find that podcast. Uh, I believe she has her Patreon and then YouTube. We recorded last week, and uh, she's delectable. She's just a super nice, fun person who is filled. We talk a little bit about fitness towards the end, about how to drop that 15, 20 pounds that you've been walking around with for the last couple of months. She's very insightful and very funny and has a lot of experience. You know, I mean, to be a part of American Gladiators for 10 years and then, you know, it's not like you can just work American Gladiators and then go, well, I'm just going to go, you know, push papers over in an accounting firm. I don't know. Like, you're established. Like, you got to figure out a way to make a career, and that's definitely what she's done for herself. So she's outstanding. I love her. I'm a big fan. Shelly, nice beard. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. The plumage of the beard, it's going to go soon because it's getting warm. We're close. Although it swings the other goddamn way. If you're in Minnesota right now, it's 60 for the next two days, and then Wednesday we're back to, like, negative 10. So we'll keep it until until uh, until the goddamn icicles stop hanging off of it. And then we'll have to get rid of this thing. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, RudyPovichComedy.com. A lot of shows coming up over the next month. Hopefully we'll see you guys out there. And thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.